Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, culture kids. Welcome to our show. We are a family podcast dedicated to empowering a generation of kind and empathetic creators and citizens of the world. Today, we are joined by Miss Amanda Xiang Blodgett, children's book author and host of Playful Chinese Podcast. On this episode, we're going to learn about the mythology behind Lunar New Year and how Chinese communities around the world celebrate for 15 days. She will also be back in two weeks as we'll dive into the food traditions and more. And next week, we'll pay tribute to one of my favorite jazz musicians, Mr. Duke Ellington, and celebrate the Black communities in America that made significant contributions in shaping how we listen to music today. Hello, hello! My name is Asher, and I'm your host along with my mom, Kristen. Before we meet our guest, have you checked out our recommendations on fun toys, books, and products we learn about in our episodes? Don't forget to visit culturekidsmedia.com and click on shop. And educators around the world, if you'd like to give a chance for your students to be on our show, email us at hello at culturekidsmedia.com. And now, let's meet our guest, Miss Amanda Shung Blodgett. Ni hao, Kristen, Asher, and Culture Kids. Da jia hao. Ni hao means hello. Da jia hao is hello, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yay! Oh, I know how to say ni hao. That's Mandarin. That's a language in China. Yes, exactly. Can you tell us about yourself? Most of my students and my friends call me Miss Panda. I love pandas. They're so cute and cuddly. I mean, I've never cuddled one, but I wish I could. <laughs> Why do they call you Miss Panda? That's because my Chinese last name, Xiong, literally means bear. And because my mother is originally from Sichuan Province, China, that's where all the pandas are from. Aww. So, I have been Miss Panda for many years. And I'm also a children's book author. My books are about learning Mandarin Chinese and also learning about yourself and your culture. That's cool. I know some words in Mandarin. It's a cool language because it's kind of like music. So as we learned about last week, many countries around the world are gearing up to celebrate the Lunar New Year. It has a long history that dates back thousands of years in China. It originated from ancient agricultural practices where people celebrated the end of the year season and the beginning of spring. So it's like a fresh new start. Because spring is when things are growing, like plants and stuff. Yep, and you know how we learned that in Vietnam, Tet is celebrated for three days? And in Korea, it is the same too. But guess what? In China, as we mentioned earlier, it is celebrated for 15 days. Wow. That's so many days. 
That's more than two weeks. Sounds like winter vacation. Just knowing that it is celebrated in 15 days, it tells us that it is a very important holiday season for the Chinese communities. Can you explain the significance and the meaning behind the season? The most important thing is for the Lunar New Year is what it signifies is the beginning of a new start. Yay! So that's why during the whole time, people try to be positive. So everything people say during this time is all positive phrases. You will hear "gong shi gong shi" means congratulations. Wish everything goes as you wish. Not just the start. They want you to go all the way to the end of the year. They want you to have good health, have good business, have good study, and everything as you wish. That's cool. So what do you call Lunar New Year? Our family and Korean people call it Sollal. Here in America, we call it Lunar New Year. Asher, that's a great question. Actually, we call them in Chinese Lunar New Year or Spring Festival. Time for new beginnings. It is all based on the lunar calendar, so that's why in Chinese you will hear people say, "农历年." Literally, it's lunar calendar. Or you will hear people say, "Spring festival" in Mandarin, and that will be, "春节." Thank you for explaining that and teaching us what it sounds like in Mandarin. So we learned about this in previous episodes, but the Chinese community is incredibly diverse, with people speaking many dialects and languages. For example, in addition to Mandarin, which is what Miss Panda just spoke in, there's Cantonese, Hokkien, and Hakka, which are spoken in different regions. And Chinese communities are not just in China. They're in many countries, like Hong Kong, Malaysia, and Taiwan. And many, many more. Yes.、Yeah, so what I'm really curious about is, do people really celebrate the Lunar New Year for 15 days in Chinese communities? They do, but do you do an extravagant kind of a celebration every day? Not really, because I think the most important time probably the first several days. Then on the 15th day, there's a huge celebration. To celebrate the wrapping up of the completion of the whole Lunar New Year celebration, that's the day when Chinese people have the Lantern Festival. Wow! Lantern Festival like lights. Exactly. So the Lantern Festival it sounds quite interesting because these are quite huge, giant lanterns. If you see them display in park public area. You know, several floors tall, and then they are little ones as well. So th- this year is the year of the dragon. So the shape of the lantern will be a little dragon. Ah, little dragon lanterns. I want to see what they look like. Me too. I know that here in America, during the Lantern Festival, celebrations can include things like lantern displays, parades, and performances. It is always so beautiful to see. We can visit one if you'd like here in Southern California. Cool. Aside from celebrations, what do families do on that day? 
when the sun is out, when it's getting dark, you want to finish your dinner and you want to carry your lantern, take a walk, maybe to the park, maybe to the uh, lantern, big lantern display. So that day you're going to see a lot of kids carrying their lanterns and then uh, walking on the street in the evening. How would you like to be a part of that? Me! 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 That sounds like it would be wonderful. So, Miss Panda, when is the actual Lunar New Year Day? Like the first day of the new year. What date is that this year? It starts from the day before the Lunar New Year, the Lunar New Year's Eve. For this year, it will be February 9th. 2024. And the first day of the Lunar New Year is February 10th. The date of the Lunar New Year changes every year because it follows the moon cycle. Oh, and the moon cycle is the changes in the moon shape. Like going from a crescent shape to a full circle. Yes, you got it. Could you explain what Lunar New Year Eve and Lunar New Year Day is like for families? Families in the Chinese culture will have the family reunion dinner. That's called Nian Ye Fan. And that is so important because that's the time everybody wants to hurry home to see their parents and grandparents. Well, some tradition, some family will have this kind of tradition. If they have their uh, family, close family members who are, they cannot make it home or they are far away, they will put a pair of chopsticks, bowls, plates, just like when they are with everybody at the table to have the family reunion together. That's nice. It's like pretending they're there. That is a very thoughtful gesture. So before we dive into what happens during the 15-day celebrations, I have to ask, we noticed that red is a significant color in Chinese culture, especially during the Lunar New Year. In Korea, decorations for Lunar New Year come in vibrant and multitude of colors. So why is red important? The Nian Monster. So what is Nian? Actually, let's say this word correctly. Nian. Nian. Excellent. So this is a legend. The people think that the Nian is going to come to the village and they need to protect themselves, but don't be harmed by this Nian creature, the Nian monster. So what did they do? So what did they do? Let's see. Let's see. what They wear red colors. Oh. Because Nian doesn't like red colors. It's red and bright. No, 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 no. That is why today you see actually the red color is a very important color in the Chinese culture. It is the most auspicious lucky color for Chinese. Awesome! Wait, but is it true? Oh, was there really a Nian monster? Good question, Asher. So the Nian monster story is a legend. And a legend is a story from the past that may not be entirely true, but is often told because it's interesting or teaches us something. Oh, phew. So where do you see? 
during the Lunar New Year, people wear red clothing, but you will see a lot of times little kids, they will have something red on them, okay, during this time. So let's dive into what the 15-day celebrations mean and how the family celebrate it. Okay, so for the 15 days of uh, Lunar New Year celebration, actually, there's also a, a story behind that. It's like in the Chinese mythology. Mythology? Sounds like a very fancy word. Mythology is like really old stories that people share to explain things like why the sun rises or why it rains. They may not always be true in the same way that things we learn in history class are true, but they help us understand how people in the past thought about the world. Oh, so what's the Chinese mythology? There is a goddess called Nuwa. The goddess uh, Nuwa in Chinese mythology, actually the story actually can go from day one to day eight. And why is that? Different things were created. So for example, the first day of the new year actually is the day chickens were created. <laughs> and then after that will be dogs. <laughs> The third day, pigs. Oink, oink. And then fourth day, sheep. Bah. And fifth day, cows. Moo. And then the sixth day, horse. Nay. And then the seventh day, that's us, people. <gasps> that's you. And then the eighth day is the day grains were created. All the things you planted in the soil, things you can eat, for example, rice, um, all that. Ooh, that's different from what we learn in the Bible in our family. Like God created things in seven days. Well, six, because he rested on the seventh day. Yep, thank you for pointing that out. That is very interesting, and it is different from what we read about in the Bible. In different cultures and beliefs, there are various stories about how the world began, and I think it's fascinating to learn about them because it helps us understand how diverse this world is. So I have a very important question. Do kids go to school during the Lunar New Year celebrations? No. I'm serious. Like in Taiwan, in China, the people actually have many days off. And for the students, for little kids, they actually, that's their winter break. Or we call them the spring break, the spring festival break. So for the days that they have off from school and work, what are the important things that people do, like activities or practices? Every province or in the states we call state might have different practices. So what we're learning here is a general common practices. Oh yes, because the Chinese community is so diverse. So it depends on the family and where they live. Of course, 
the first day starts early. You need to get up early for the first day of the year. So it means you're welcoming the new day and new year. So people, because everybody actually stay up late the day before, but they're so excited, so they all get up early on the first day of the new year, and they will start worshiping and also to also、uh, sending best wishes to all the people they see. That's nice. I'm gonna do that. Happy New Year! You're awesome. And then the most important thing about the second day of the Lunar New Year is that's the day that married daughters will take their whole family back to her own parents. But my harmony lives in Korea. That's like a ten thousand mile flight. Yeah, my parents live in South Korea, so that would be a very long flight. And the third day, a wonderful day. Why is that? Third day is the day to sleep in. Boo! I don't like sleeping in. That is accurate. I always get up before mom and dad. Hello. <laughs> and the fourth day, fourth day is the day for welcoming all the gods back to Earth. That's a kind of interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of people, when they are doing business,、um, they want to see the god of wealth to come back to Earth. So families might prepare special foods or offer prayers to welcome them. This is a part of Chinese mythology and culture. But as we always say, not every family may practice it due to differences in religion or personal beliefs. And then for the fifth day, okay, for parents, for a lot of、uh, businesses, this is the day most of people will go back to work. And then the sixth day. Clean up, clean up! Yes, so much fun and so many parties and so many people come to the house. The sixth day is for cleaning up. I love that there is a special day dedicated to cleaning up and catching up from all the celebrations. And then、um, the seventh day. Well, remember in mythology is the day of the people. So this is the day to eat noodles to symbolize longevity and then to have good health. Longevity noodles. You eat the noodles without breaking it, and it means you're gonna live long. I tried to eat noodles like that, but it's hard. Yes, and the etiquette is to slurp them as loud as you can. <laughs> And the eighth day, basically everything is completed. The celebration, even though it's not done yet, and then to get a little bit more organized for the new year in their business or、uh, in the office. Sounds like a great catch-up day. And then the、um, ninth day is the day. It's the birthday of the Jade Emperor. Jade Emperor? Who's that? The Jade Emperor is an important figure in Chinese mythology, believed to be the ruler of heaven. He is often depicted as wise and kind, and people pray to him for blessings, protection, and good fortune. And in the tenth day, you know what day that is? That day is for the leftover day. That's awesome. Oh, I love that there is a day for leftovers. Yeah, mommy always says this expired and throws them away. Thanks, Asher. So to avoid that, we have to remember to finish our leftovers so we don't throw away any food. So for the eleventh and twelfth day, 
we're focusing on the family, relatives, and friends. So you see, togetherness is so important in the Lunar New Year celebration. Thirteenth、uh, day is the birthday of the general Guan Yu. Guan Yu actually is a very famous general because he is known for his、uh, loyalty and righteousness. And again, some families may choose to worship by offering prayers and to seek protection and guidance. And then the fourteenth day. What do you think? <clears throat> People are getting ready for the Lantern Festival. Yes.、Hooray! Actually, kids will use different materials like a milk can, you know, tin can, or even they make their own torch. So now it's battery-operated lanterns. Let's make some lanterns. I want to make mine a rooster because that's my sign. And then the fifteenth day. The fifteenth day is the finale. That's the day of the lantern festival. And take a walk with your family and enjoy the completion of the Lunar New Year. Wow, that was quite a celebration. I'm truly amazed by the depth and richness of Lunar New Year celebrations across different cultures. Growing up in South Korea, Seollal traditions were all I knew about the Lunar New Year, and now learning about all the unique ways Chinese and Vietnamese communities honor this special season has been eye-opening for me, and I have a much greater appreciation for this holiday. It's a wonderful reminder that taking curiosity and opening our hearts to learn more about how our friends celebrate their unique cultures and traditions at home is the key to recognizing how beautiful, exciting, and amazing our world can be. That's also it's always very important because that's how we learn to respect others. To respect other people's choices and to respect their religions and their practices and traditions. Thanks for being on our show, Miss Panda. And we'll see you in two weeks. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Joke time. I'll go first. What dog can jump higher than a building? What kind? Any dog. Buildings can't jump. Oh, that's a tricky one. I like it. Okay, my turn. Mommy's turn. Which bird is always out of breath? Which? The puffin. Which, by the way, puffins are not penguins. A lot of people think they're part of the pe- penguin family, but they're actually not. I get it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Stay tuned for next week as we celebrate and honor Mr. Duke Ellington, and also explore some really cool techniques of jazz music. Stay connected and reach out to us at hello at culturekidsmedia.com for birthday shoutouts and more. And grownups, please don't forget to leave us a review on Apple when you have a second. Your feedback and support is what keeps us going. Until next week, bye bye.
over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much, much more in the 100-plus episodes of The Past and the Curious that are currently available. Find it in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me.